Happy December, everybody, and welcome to Borderline with Bernie. I'm Jeff. Can't believe Woo! it's December already. Uh, Look at that, man. What? Santa, poinsettia. Man, I know. going on? I do love this time of year. I really do. And I love all the Christmas music and all the lights and all that kind of stuff. I totally, you know what? I think it's a credit to my parents. My mom did such a great job with Christmas when we were younger. I mean, the house was always just decorated. I mean, so many decorations and early presents around the tree. And I know you're shaking your head. I know I see it. But no, it's it fine. Just, no, it's great. I'm, I'm glad everyone, you know, Christmas was awesome. It was, um, yeah, it was always a good time for us. I liked Christmas most uh, in college, actually, because you're coming back from school. You get to see a lot of people. There's usually yeah. just people losing their minds for a couple of weeks while you're home. So that was always a good time. But yeah, I mean, Christmas was great. I mean, I don't like really the Christmas. Do, I mean, I know you had, I know you had, I yeah, know we you had, had Christmas. A tough time with your dad and everything when you were younger. Did of you, course, did we had Christmas. Christmas. I, mean, I, I yeah. know you had Christmas, but do you have good Christmas memories? You know, yeah, it's it's weird. I don't really have a lot of memories from childhood. I don't know if that's some sort of psychological thing. I don't remember a whole lot. I don't. Uh, really I'm be. sure. I'm sure there were tons of great ones, right? I, I just my brain, my brain doesn't remember. I, I really, like if I'm trying to think about it, I can't really remember. That's. Odd. I mean, do you, when when you think of Christmas, I mean, do you get into the holiday spirit, or do you does it bum sure. you out? No, I mean, yeah, it's Christmas. I mean, you know, I'm a cynic. Right. So I, you are, you are, I'm a cynic. So it's like, oh, yeah. You does anyone so remember this is supposed to be about that guy, Jesus? Guess not. Right. Like, so it's, and that's a made up day anyway. Like, I just, whatever, you know, you, you are totally a cynic. I mean, you know, find a way to get more money out of people. Right. It's what we're good at. Hallmark holiday. That's, that's Hallmark. the way, that's the way, I, that's the way this is going to, this is going to make a lot of maybe some of the uh, female listeners upset i feel that way about valentine's day i feel what like is a made-up holiday is so contrived i mean it, it, I just, well, it, because like, it was come on it, because it was oh, I know. that is an yeah, absolute made-up holiday God. yeah can you imagine a guy oh, trying to do that can we get like a guy's holiday? we're just gonna make up a guy's holiday right what would you call it what would you call that holiday anyway <laughs> i don't know I've, yeah. I mean, I've got some ideas but it's probably not meant for the show which is why we really need to have another show Right. It's just like shotguns and golf clubs, right? Like yeah. there's like, this <laughs> is, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyway, happy December, everybody. And mm -hmm. uh, can't believe it's December. Can't believe Christmas will be here before you know it. Our next, oh, yeah. One of one of these episodes, we have to dive into uh, the whole Christmas gift thing because you had a really good topic um, that we were going to try and hit around Thanksgiving. We're like, ah, now let's save it for, for Christmas. Yeah. So we'll do it then. Yeah. All right, a ton to talk about on this episode of Borderline. Um, again, as always, thanks so much for tuning in. It's so funny, you and I were talking before we came on that there are some weeks where, you know, all of a sudden we record on Wednesdays and uh, the show goes uh, on the digital network and is released on Thursdays. But mm -hmm. some, there are some days Wednesday pops up and we're like, oh my gosh, the podcast is here again. Then there are some weeks like this week, I, I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I so know. a lot has happened. And before we get to we actually do have a lot of cornhole to talk about this week. Um, but before we get to um, too much into, into that, first off, and this is cornhole related, but uh, how was the SEC championship game? I was so jealous that you got a chance to be there. Great game. Had to be an incredible environment. So uh, you were there with Johnsonville. Yeah. A lot of cornhole going on. How was the weekend? Great, man. Good times. We were uh, we were in the same 
uh, area. If you saw game day Saturday morning, we, they were right down from us. You had all the SEC network stuff was all around us, and then we were with Johnsonville, and so we had a we had a good time. Big shout out Curtis Haddocks, Gina Ramirez were there, two pros that helped us helped us out a lot, a lot. I gave Gina a lot of grief all weekend. Somehow she survived that, so that uh, that was <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I mean. It was a real, it's so, oh, by the way, it was so funny for me to see this because, you know, you're walking around and so you see a lot of the people that we see on TV all the time, right? Because they're all walking around. You got the game day guys, you got all the SEC guys and they're all walking around, right? Back and forth between uh, different studio, you know, remote studios that were set up in that building. And it's just so funny to see the play, the quote play by play guys, right? They're all short. Right. Like all these like short guys walking okay. around and, and then like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's so funny. They're all like my size. And then like the giant Tim Tebow's of the world are walking around like Herb Street's a big dude. I don't think people I've, realize that. Yeah. He's I've actually never guy. seen Tebow. I've never seen Tebow. Oh, he's big boy. He's big boy. He looks big boy. Yeah. He's, he's, he has not stopped lifting. So he's a, he's a big boy. It, it's so funny. We were up by the game day thing at like 9 a.m. Saturday, and I walked over, and Herb Street was a little bit before. It was like 8.30. He's asking for makeup and stuff. It's just like, ah, ah, makeup. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That was, you know, it was funny. It it was kind of cool to see all that. And then you had uh, Darius Rucker gave a free concert at noon on Saturday before the game. Oh, my God. It gets even better. Yeah. Didn't see any of that. But it reminds me, the night before when they were setting up for it, they, uh, you know, they were doing a sound check and they were playing different music, right? And they turned on an album that I haven't heard since the '90s, and it's an album by a band called Sunbolt. Uh, we talk about how I don't like country music all that much. Go back and listen to Trace. <laughs> I'm sorry, all that much? Yeah, you go, despise go back. Well, go back and listen to Trace. They're not musicians. They're they're Sunbolt. They're, they're, they're not I, hey, singers. Pop country. <laughs> I still hold that, but go back and listen to Trace from Sunvolt. It literally is an album that sounds like if grunge and country had a head-on collision, that's the CD that would kind of fall out. Wait a second. Sunvolt, Jay Farrar. Didn't they, didn't they first come to, they were like back in the nineties? Yeah. Yeah. So what you had, you had a band called Uncle, you had a, you had a band called Uncle Tupelo. Yes. And the two main yes. guys in Uncle Tupelo were Jay Farrar and God, I can't remember the guy's name totally that went on to, them. that went on to create Wilco, right? So we, they broke we op- up. We opened for Uncle Tupelo. Did you really? So yes. you opened up. So you met Jay Farrar then, like Jay Farrar's Wilco, band. Wilco. I don't think we ever played with Wilco. Um, I know we played with Uncle Tupelo. Um, it's awesome. We might have played with Wilco. Two way different style of music from what we were playing. Yeah. But but if if we didn't play with them or open for them, um, I know they're always like across the street. They played in Lawrence all the time. Yeah. So they were uh, those two guys. I guess couldn't get along. So one formed Wilco. One formed Sunvolt. Sunvolt is very yes. It's thick country at times, but it's also grungy. And so it's a it's a really good listen. But they were playing that in the sound check, and I was like, man, I actually owned that CD. <laughs> So it's still it's still a little bit there, but you know the lyrics aren't tropish like so much of pop country is, right? It's not, you know, it's real. It's real songwriting, not talking about you know sitting on his truck bed, drinking beers by the lake, blah blah Nothing blah blah blah. blah. Write a song, show some emotion. All. Come on, be a they, songwriter. They all have Christ emotion. Sake. They're talking about heartbreak and their Shit. dogs and. Please. And they're they're wives yeah, all the and tropes, daughters and all the tropes. You get all the country music tropes, and they fill it up in pop. Country. You listen to Cody Johnson's newest release. You about listen to his Cody Johnson's release all me, you want, and and tell me that there's no emotion in that. Go back so. and listen to the Trace album. 
that's real songwriting. It's good. It's really good. Go back and listen to it. I think you, I think you would like it, especially. Oh yeah, I'm sure I would. I'm sure I would. I, I love, I, I love most music. Um, oh, real quick, I was gonna say, did you see Pat McAfee by any chance? Yeah. Okay, because Pat, because he he's a guy, dude. Dude, it looks huge on TV, right? He, I mean, he's I a mean, big he's, guy. He's yeah. jacked, but isn't he only like because he used to be a punter? I'm not yeah. sure a lot of people realize that he was a punter. Yeah. He's a punter. Um, I think he's only like five ten. He's not. Like, he's, he's not. A, I mean, like everyone's tall to me, but he's not that tall a guy. <laughs> but he's uh, he's pretty. I mean, we didn't get. You know, they keep you from them, right? And so we didn't have any kind of specific pass that we could get backstage at game yeah. day. But we were over there early, and I was just. We were kind of joking around. You know, the ESPN guys even get uppity, right? Like, oh yeah, we would never go to your show, <laughs> right? We would never do cornhole. We only travel with this. You know, uh, like how all those back, you know, the production people get. Yeah, so how was, uh, so did, did you guys get a lot of attention? Were there a lot of people interested in, in Cornhole uh, and Johnsonville and that whole thing? You know, Johnsonville was giving away sausages and brats, oh, right? Man, so free awesome. food. And then we were kind of, you know, an activation tool for a couple of days. So I was a yeah. carnival barker for two days. So were they coming up and, and playing against Curtis and Gina? Were they trying to play? I mean, they him? would play against people. It was really about challenges that were set up and they could win gift cards from Academy Sports and thrown into a chance to win a year's supply of Bush's Beans and a year's supply of Johnsonville. So it was, uh, you know, people played. There was a glam bot, you know, one of those three-dimensional cameras that gives you that really, you know, there was all that yeah. going on. But, you know, for me, I was the carnival barker. I was just running my mouth for two days straight, which <laughs> seems like I would enjoy it, but I... I'm not the biggest fan of being a carnival barker and I hope no one's listening because you know, you're you like, can... Hey, stop by giving away blood. You know, it's like, Oh my God, I just hate people like that. And I'm that guy right now. I feel like you can weekend. flip the switch and be that guy though. When you, have Oh, to be. I can crush it when dude, it's what yeah. I did all weekend. Just run, beep, 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 just run in my mouth. All... But it was so much yeah. fun. Fiona, big shout out. She uh, gave us tickets and uh, we had a, we had a, we had a blast. We had a good time, but what's up? If you watch this, please email me or hit me up on socials if you know the reason the SEC chose not to serve alcohol at the championship game. Yeah, when you text me that, I couldn't believe it. Because at the fan fest they were serving. Right? Yeah, I mean, why, like why would you serve not, it in the suites? Like it's, and it's not like I mean, you can't give the the excuse and it's on campus or anything like that. I mean, you're in Atlanta. Yeah, you're serving in the suites. But if you were the rest of us that didn't have suite tickets, there's no alcohol inside. And I can't figure out why that was because they serve it at both campuses now. So yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what was yeah, that all you told about? Me that. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Cause that's the only thing that would have made it better. You know, knock back a couple beers watching the game. That oh, for been sure. Fun. Yeah. You know, uh, well, you saw a great game. Um, just yeah. a great game going back to Pat McAfee. Amazing. What he did when he was making his pick, got all the Georgia people singing along with him. I don't know if you saw that on social media. Uh, you know what? I think second, I did later. Last yeah. Second picked Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> I love great, that they had Theo Vaughn. I think, I think Theo Vaughn's hysterical, by the way. I love that they had Theo Vaughn as the guest picker. I know. It's good. Yep. No, great game. I mean, you, at least. Yeah. You saw, Unbelievable it, it, it game. We're going to talk like about. It's going to be a great game, but we'll talk about that uh, on, off and in, because if what is, if what they are saying is true, I think it points to Nick Saban truly being the greatest head coach of all time. If, what everyone is saying is true because I can tell you just a little, you know, teaser for later first seven minutes, first quarter of that game, we're watching it live. Cause I didn't have a dog in the hunt. So like, you know, you can actually just appreciate and see what's taking place. Georgia was faster. They looked far superior, seriously, 
far superior. You watch those first two drives, Alabama three and out, and Georgia's kind of doing what they want. And I was like, man, this is going to get ugly. And then apparently, we'll talk about it. Apparently, Nick Saban talked to both of his coordinators, and they switched things up. And from that moment on, mm. it's all Alabama. It was crazy. It was crazy to watch live because you because you could see it. You could see everything change. It was it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that was. I only got a chance to watch the fourth quarter because I had a basketball game that unfortunately mm. started at the same time and went and went overtime. Great game, but we were like, um, "We got a game to watch." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we were all joking about like how that was probably the highest rated ACC championship game of all time because obviously that game, you know, you wanted to see who won. Alabama fans wanted to know. Georgia fans wanted to see what would happen and how Florida State would play and all that. So that was probably easily the highest rated. ACC championship game of all yeah. time. Just so, yeah, man, we can, we'll get into all that too. I have a few things to say about that. All right. Well, let's, let's, uh, because like, right, let's, let's start here because I kind of want to, believe it or not, I actually wanted to take this topic yeah. and, and, uh, pivot it into, um, how we do things with cornhole. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I woke up this morning and again by the time you guys see this on thursday y'all will know this by now but so I woke up this morning and you see ron DeSantis of florida and this is not a political statement by the way on him whether you like him or not i don't care um ron DeSantis, you know one of the many politicians who you know is is now apparently going to try and find a million dollars of state funds to begin a lawsuit against the college football playoff committee for mm-hmm. snubbing florida state Right. I never like when I see this. I mean, if it's something egregious against someone, um, you know, some sort of humanitarian act, something like that, fine. I'd right. be all for that. This, this never, this never works. It's um, pandering. It's pandering to get votes. But yeah. I mean, it's just, it, but, but it makes, but, and, and maybe it's just because I'm older now. To me, it makes you look silly. Like, sure, I, I, I don't want to, don't, like, don't waste my tax dollars you've got, on this. You've got I mean, other stuff just, to worry about, right? Yeah, you've I mean, got a hundred other dumb. things to worry about. Right. Not to mention the fact that, and you and I may disagree on this, we'll talk more about it later, but not to mention the fact that I actually believe that they got it right for the first time. And I tweeted out, I tweeted out my four picks. I ended up being right. I saw which, that. Which yeah. uh, shocked me. But, um, you know, Florida State, uh, strength of schedule, 105. I mean, by far the lowest of, 55. of, it's 55. of the... No, the strength schedule is 105. No, nope, look it up. 55. Yeah, I just I, did. I will bet I you got it in front of me. Right here. Look it up on ESPN. Well, no, I'm looking I'm no, I'm looking at the actual real-time RPI. That's not the Cuz the strength yeah, of schedule they were going off of for the committee was 55 strength of schedule for Florida State. Uh That's what got posted by the committee. No, it's one one oh five is their real time <laughs> RPI stat, which is which is by far lower than anyone else that that was uh, that was even considered. I mean, even in the top ten. But whatever. So strength of schedule. Was, how they do was, against the two SEC teams they played? How'd they do? Well, they destroyed LSU and they beat Florida with their third string quarterback. And they beat LSU. And when did they beat LSU? Beginning of the season. Right. So let's not play the season. This is my hope. Then let's not play it. You just go ahead and say who you think your best four teams well, no, are, but team, but and then and we'll I just talk put about them this in. all the time. You and I talk about this all the time. If it's the that, best four, that, then Georgia should have been in. If it's but, the but best, Roy, four. Roy Williams. I mean, I and I always give I always give your Tar Heels credit and Roy Williams because his teams, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes in November, and December, were not were not nearly the oh, same sure. team as they were in March. I mean, so you it's a little can't, different. You can't, a little different. I mean, one's but, eleven games, one's almost 40 and LSU learned from that loss. You know, I mean, they, they, they became a much better team as the, as the season went on. So, so I'm, I'm I'm with you. I I just think the sec bias is a little crazy this time because the sec had a 
losing record against the ACC this season, including the Louisville loss to Kentucky. So, I mean, so at some point, the strength of schedule for the SEC looks better because they're playing SEC schools, right? But when you look at the SEC and how they look, SEC still the SEC, right? No one doubts that Alabama and Georgia are are way, you know, they're it up there. The but the bottom end, the the bottom end of the seat. Well, the top ranked conference this year was the Pac-12. No, it was SEC. I mean, okay, okay. Depend, obviously, we're looking at different numbers. We'll have we to are. figure out what what numbers. I'm going by what the committee was talking about. And the numbers they were using because the, well, the I look, Pac-12 I look at, for whatever. I, I look at real-time RPI, which is an independent. Yes. Um, which 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 is which I think is much more, uh, much better to look at because it's an independent agency. You're not you're not getting you're not getting any type of spin from conferences, from committees, from anyone in the NCAA. But but the the so, so you have to agree though the SEC was a stronger co- conference. I think the, the SEC is always the strongest, but this wasn't one of its better years. This was not. The bottom end was way down. The bottom end was down, and the middle was down. Um, it just it just look still the SEC, but it wasn't one of their better years, right? I mean, like they right. they had they right, had a so lot of bad teams. They had a lot of bad teams, but because they're in the SEC, they're viewed as a little bit better than they actually are. I mean, South Carolina was right. terrible. Right, you could go up and down the list of teams. You can that just do that every that conference, good. though, Bernie. I mean, you can do that. I agree. I hundred percent agree. But for some reason, the SEC is always placed on a pedestal when it comes to that. You can do that with every conference. This, for whatever reason, was just a little bit of a down year for so for them to get that bump, and for one game to matter because the week before, just the week before, Alabama looked awful. Right in that Auburn game, and look, they got lucky. Had had Auburn had any it's sense, a rivalry no, game though. I mean, yeah. and, you, and, and you you well you know better than anybody how rivalry games work out for your school. I mean, it's t- rivalry games are are always. But aren't all conference games rivalry games? For the most part, I mean, they're not quite like the Iron Bowl, but I mean, no. Alabama gets everybody's best shot every week. Michigan, Michigan against Wisconsin can be a great game. It's not Michigan Ohio State. So you no, know of course, it, of course, it's not. Yeah. But, but just, even, even all right, let's even if we take your metrics, Florida State still had the lowest strength of schedule. They're sure. still in the lowest rank of the Power Five conferences with the ACC. And sure. and at the end of the day, uh, and and they only had three top twenty-five wins. You look at the other teams that are in; they had six or five. How many did Alabama so, have? I think Alabama had. Uh, Make sure you look it Alabama up. Had, Alabama had five top twenty-five wins. Name them. Uh, I, I don't think they had five. In front of me. Name them. <laughs> they had Georgia. Right. Um, they had they had Texas, which they lost. They had right. Tennessee, LSU, Kentucky, and, Tennessee and uh, Kentucky and both Jordan. ended up. Yeah, but Tennessee and Kentucky both ended up out. Of wins, and well, I named them. You asked me to name them. They, they they were at the time. You're right. Florida State, Kentucky's Florida State not a, had three. Kentucky's not a top twenty five twenty five win. Kentucky's not a top twenty five team. They may have gotten that because they were in the SEC and they got the SEC bump into the rankings, but they're not a top twenty five team. Um. But yeah, I, I hear you. Well, so they had look, at, look at Florida State. Florida State they, had three. Terrible. I mean, but they did beat the two SEC schools they played. I mean, I mean, what what is it that the committee wanted them to do other than say, look, and and if and if the thing is you don't play in a good enough conference, then drop the ACC out of the Power Five, right? Just say you're not a Power Five. You're a rest of you know five you know rest of whatever conference. Because to do that, it wouldn't have happened. Uh, to an SEC school, it wouldn't have happened to a Big Ten school, and probably wouldn't have happened to a Pac-12 school or a Big 12 school. So, what you're saying is the ACC is a conference that just that doesn't need to be playing on that level. If that's the case, just go ahead and say it, right? I mean, just come out and say it. But don't tell me it's the best four teams 
Because if it is, Georgia still deserves to be in there. Right? It's just, it, it was a weird, like they, they couldn't keep Alabama out because of the money Alabama can bring into a playoff. But if Alabama's in, Texas has to be in, right? Because Texas dominated Alabama in Tuscaloosa. But to your point, that was the first game of the season. So why does that matter if it's the first game of the season? No, I think it does matter. You were saying it doesn't matter. You're no, no, no. I, you out. said that. You said that. I said that because no, L- you said, Florida State you said, dominated you said, well, LSU. You, I said, said Florida State dominated LSU, and you said when was it? I said it was the first game. It's like, well, that doesn't matter as much as the later games. That's what you said, not me. No, I no, I said it absolutely does matter because because you use those as 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 learning tools to get better. Just just like with North Carolina, that's what I was saying. Roy Williams' team would always get better. Sure. You use those, so you can't just throw them out. I, I agree. But for but, Florida but, State, it got thrown out. But it's but it's who are you at the end of the season that matters most when you're picking these teams. Why, all right, if that's the case, you shouldn't have let Cincinnati in two years ago. Well, I, that's that's totally my point, and that's because why I you did it. Right you already year. you already did it. You already served a precedent. It's like, well, they deserve it because they went undefeated. They only played Notre Dame. That was the only game of consequence they had on their entire schedule, which ended up being an you know an average to above average Notre Dame, not a great Notre Dame. And that was the only win of consequence. And they put them in. That was only two years ago. And so you're yeah. basically saying that formula that you used then isn't good enough now. Well, no, no, th- th- but that's the problem is, th- is that they, they, I think they learned from those situations. They let TCU in, they lost 60, what was it, 65 to 7. Sure. They let Cincinnati in, they lost 20, 27 to 6. So yeah. I think they learned this year, listen, we need to, we need to, you know, who are the best four teams right now? Like what gives us the chance to have the best? Georgia was know, one of the best, best four teams right now and they weren't in it. Yeah, but you have to let in. I mean, you have to let. Uh, you have to let Washington in, right? Like, I'm not sure who you want to, if you want to put Georgia in. And plus, plus, no one wants to see Georgia, Alabama, a rematch. You just saw it. I agree. No one wants to see that again. Why did the SEC uh, deserve by, to have a team? By the way, going back to because it's the highest ranked conference. With a going back to Alabama, there, I, I, it wasn't Kentucky. It was it was uh, it was five. I was right. It was Texas, Ole Miss, Tennessee, LSU, and Georgia. Were there were there five top twenty five? Five top twenty-five wins, and again, they, look, they were great. Look, look, Bama was great. Bama is probably one of the top four teams right now in the country. It's it's a rough year for the committee, and that's what's so funny about going to twelve next year because they could not have had a worse thing happen, which is the beauty well, of the chaos. Yeah, and, and that's what you and I were texting about. Yeah. And and again, yeah. going back to my point, I mean, again, even if we want to use your metrics on everything with Florida State, still the problem is is that only four teams can get in. Yep. Right. And yep. and I'm I'm sorry that 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 Travis Jordan got hurt or George Travis uh, got got hurt, um, but but you know it's just it, it's just bad it's bad luck it's bad timing and I hate that for him and I hate it for Florida State but they're not the same team without him and someone someone is going to be left out in the four team playoff I mean they just are it's just like the NCAA tournament. it's just very rare that it's the undefeated team yeah and I and I get it but again to your point and I was gonna say it they they did it with Cincinnati and they did it with TCU and they got burned so I think this year they're like you know what we're not gonna do it again we've read this book so we're not gonna do it so even even if you take again all your metrics into it but who Florida did who State did Texas still, lose to who did Texas lose to Oklahoma um yeah they yeah they, yeah again again a rivalry game yeah yeah but I mean it's just I don't know man. I think it sets a terrible precedent that the precedent is the beginning of the season doesn't matter 
you know, unfortunately, the season for some teams doesn't matter. And I, and I think I think matter. it's a perf I think it's a perfect example of why there's three teams that want out of the ACC now because this is proof positive. It does you no good to be there. You literally went undefeated as a conference champion from a quote unquote power five conference, and they didn't believe you were good enough, which tells you they don't think the conference is good enough. And they should just, I mean, if that's the case, then they should just take it out of the conversation and make it part of the, the, you know, group of five or whatever they call that other yep. group of conferences, because well, that's it, just, it's, and my point is just, just for the sake of moving on, because again, we, I mean, we can sit here and talk about <laughs> yeah. this forever and it's, and it, yeah. by the time this, this, this airs, it's old news anyway, yeah. again, whatever metric you want to use florida state was the weakest of the five sure. teams and and but the problem is not with florida state the problem is with the system 100%. and um and, and that and and that's why i've never liked this i mean going back to 2008 when i was on a sports talk radio station in, in kansas city for a couple of years i wanted it to be eight teams back then i don't like 12 but i'll but i'll but i'll take 12 over four and and it and it brings me back to to our schedule and what Stacy's trying to do. Um, the fact that it's not exclusionary, the the fact that I feel and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like from what I understand now with this this whole pro series that's been created across, you know, so it's not going to be a shootout series and it's not going to be the nationals. They're all going to be, you know, they're all going to count. Right, right. Um, so it's going to be a pro series now, and so mm -hmm. instead of you know, it, it's just it's just going to be a play to twenty one format and a shootout format, but it's right. all going to matter. So you're going to get the best player at the end of the year, I, I, and I love that. I feel like yeah. th that's one of the things I love about our sport is that we're not going to have to have this debate, right? There's there's no there's no exclusion to it at the end of the season. If you played well throughout the the entire season and you play well in the world championships, you're 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 going to be with everybody else, and you got to beat everybody. And I, yeah. and I absolutely love that because this system. The system they've got going on, I'm so glad they're changing it. And this is probably a perfect way for this college oh, to come oh, to an end. It was great. It was great. I was, just, I was pulling it, it was, for your boys, a, by the way. It was a really flawed, crappy system to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so glad that it's finally that it's finally out. Yeah. I was pulling so hard for Iowa to just really make the chaos just the ultimate chaotic moment would have been if Iowa could have, you know, moved the ball at all. And they showed so that they bad. had any thought process on offense. It, it, to be as bad as they are on offense is really, really unfair. I don't even see how they can have any kind of locker room because the defensive guys have to just be, just have to hate everyone on the other side of the ball. They have to yeah. hate them. Like you guys have ruined everything for us because that's well, a championship defense. Yeah. It is. Yep. It is, and it's absolute fool's gold. And 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 I, I feel bad for the university. Uh, they have they have a new athletic new athletic director and um i can't think of her name but she's the one who made the tough decision uh when was it about a month and a half ago because because the the program was just getting i mean just getting blitzed right with <laughs> yeah. hate and and so she made the tough decision to finally just just, just quiet everybody to not renew <laughs> to make the announcement that brian ference kirk's son would not be renewed kirk had as the to fire his son just yeah. to try, just to try and and you know put out the fires a little bit, and then Iowa kept winning, right? So now she's getting a bunch of hate because because you know everyone's saying, well, why would you make this move? Iowa's ten and two, and 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 anyone who says that is such an outsider because those of us in the program still know you still can't score. So this was almost. I think everyone. Almost, I can't believe anyone would have said that. <laughs> I mean, anyone that watched yeah. them play. You know, I mean, well, like if you they and had, I know it because we talk about it and we joke about it. But people on the outside, be, why would you fire your offensive coordinator? You're ten and two. They don't look at the stats. Yeah, they, they're obviously not. They don't look at the stats. No. I mean, when, when they're given over unders at what was one twenty two and a half at one point oh this season, 
<laughs> it was insane. it was brutal. But anyway, that's so it insane. just it really just kind of solidified that she made she made a great decision because they got they got shut out twenty six to nothing. But anyway, but but so going back to to I mean that that's one thing that I love about this new reorganization of our championship, whatever you want to call it, is mm-hmm. that you know we don't have to have this we don't have to have this debate. Because it's it's yeah. going to be settled on the courts, 100%. and, that, the and only, that's what the, I love. So I hope we keep making tweaks like this to let everyone have a chance. The whole season, it's a journey. Everything matters. What are you doing at the end of the season? And and we mentioned this on on off and in a couple weeks ago. Remember, I, I was the one. I I was off the board on it because everyone always says, you know, you know, you want to be playing your best at the end of the season. So I'm like, well, do you really? And I looked it up, and sure enough, over the last member, I'd chronicled over about the last four, mm-hmm. five, six years of champions. They've all been playing their best at the end of the season, and that's what I love about our sport. That was that was my only. Point yeah the o- the only the only thing that we're not completely objective on, or I guess subject is is the MVP race because MVP last year was pretty close, and you could have. Yeah. If it was Tony, if it was Mark, you could have you you could you were, you were fine either way, but there was an argument there. But as far as you know, you're going to have your champions. You're going to have your, you know, it's, I do the, I do like the way our sport does it, but there's always room for argument. People love to argue. We love to argue. I mean, the MVP race right now, I think is pretty sewn up, but we'll, we'll, we'll see where we, uh, we'll see how it plays out, especially when we get to, you know, the big, the big eight tournaments, I guess the yeah. big eight weekends. What I do know, we call I, We need to come up with a name for that, by the way. Yeah, think? I, I I think I was talking to Cat about this, and uh, once once the schedule's set, we're gonna have, have her on. But yeah, uh, I think Cat was talking to Trey, and I think I think um, the names of the nationals are gonna stay the same, if I remember right. But yeah, I think we need to get like some big name, right? Like like the Final Four, the Elite yeah, Eight. This yeah, you can't steal something yeah. catchy for. Yeah, you can't know, steal you can't the Elite Eight. That's trademarked, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, but yeah, it's got. There's got. I'm with you. There's got to be something to that Some but but they are calling it i think i think stacy's calling it the pro series yeah um so maybe that'll just be the name of it but but i do like that um also cornhole related ethan walker wow boom um go kid from from, awesome. from newton iowa um used to be might still be i know at one point he was a college golfer uh, i think he's only 19 20 years old last time i talked to me he's 19 maybe he's 20 by now but uh swept the weekend um, at the open this past weekend. So he won singles, doubles, and the blind draw yep. with the blind squirrel, ironically enough. Uh, <laughs> Did he really? Was, was that who he won the uh, blind draw yeah. with? Well, that's a pretty yeah. solid catch for blind draw partner. Oh, I but, know. Yeah. yeah, that's great. But just uh, the reason why I bring this up is, is one, congratulations to Ethan. Obviously, that's, that's a huge um, win. I mean, it's one thing to get a win in one of those opens. Another thing to sweep the whole damn weekend. Singles, well, doubles, and blind draw. I think it's only the second time it's ever been done, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I remember seeing a tweet, I think, from Trey or Anthony about it. Alex I Hicks I think you're right. It's, it's Yeah, I think you're right. It, it's, it, it hasn't been done many times. Uh, but a couple cool things. You know, we we joked about this a couple episodes ago, kind of joked but not about having post game press conferences. Yeah, and 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 I really I really hope that maybe down the line maybe we do something like that because I was on Ethan's Facebook page, a couple of great quotes that he put on his Facebook page. One was in the uh, in, in the blind draw with Ryan Windsor. They actually lost their first game, and um and Ryan Ryan and Ethan talked afterwards, and Ryan said, "Hey, you know what?" Don't worry about this. Adversity is good. And just be patient. Just be patient. Things are going to work out. Sure enough, they come all the way back and they win it. 
And, and it makes me think of, and again, we, we, we I, well, I like to cross over with sports all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I do feel like cornholes like baseball, you know, one of, one of the, one of the tough things with, with baseball is being in the minor leagues. It's a grind, you know, and you fail a lot, but you become so much better. Well, those who become great become so yeah. much better by learning to learning to deal with failure and learning to deal with adversity. And the fact that Ryan Windsor basically put his arm around this kid and said, listen, adversity is good. Like embrace it and learn from it. You know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to continue to move on. And, and um, I just thought that that was, it was great. The fact that Ethan posted that, the fact that he took it to heart and the fact that Ryan Windsor said that it kind of shows you the, the, um, you know, the way this sport is elevating, not, not, I'm, I'm not even talking on a physical level with all the, with all the great shots. I'm talking on a mental level. Mm-hmm. These kids and these players, Bernie are, are, are maturing. And I love, I love seeing that even in cornhole. Because that's well, it's great that it happened, and I'm I'm curious to see how Ethan progresses throughout the season. Because yeah. if there was a knock on his game, it was decision making, and he could get flustered, and he could get rushed, and he could because talent for talent, he's as good as anybody out there. Obviously, proved it this weekend, but he can make some pretty crazy decisions, and he can get going too fast and not really slowing down and thinking about the actual moment he's in. Right? He's yeah. just going, and he gets angry, and then you know before he knows it he's thrown a match away that he probably should have won, you know, and that's happened to him in the past. Yeah. This is a great weekend. And that's a great story that you, that you explained because that's, that can happen. There's a perfect example. Someone of that talent, you know, take your time, deep breath, relax. You are good enough, right? You're fine. Mm-hmm. You're fine. You're going to, you know, and then he ends up sweeping the weekend. So that's, that's a great story. It's a great story. It, it's a perfect, perfect player for that story. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I guess I didn't realize that he was kind of known coming up as a guy who sometimes would not make the best decisions. But I mean, I guess it shows that he's maturing because there was another yep. quote on his Facebook page. Uh, he was quoting one of his golf mentors, maybe it was a former coach, but um, you know, because he knew going into singles, which was the final weekend. You know, we talk about the the self talk all the time and the nerves. He had won mm-hmm. the blind draw. He had won doubles already, and so final event is singles. And the first thing he's thinking to himself is, "Oh man." I've got a chance to win all three. So now the nerves set in, Danger. right? Now there's pressure. Yep. Now there's expectations. And so he, so he went back, he said to, uh, to one of his golf mentors and, uh, and he remembered this golf mentor just saying, anytime that you were feeling those type of nerves, those type of feelings, just play your game, just play your game and let everything else work out. So that's what he mm-hmm. was thinking to himself during singles. And sure enough, he goes out and wins it. So I just, I just love seeing that, that crossover of the mental strength from football, from basketball, from baseball over to cornhole. Because because you know, I, I think it just kind of legitimizes the sport and shows how it's continuing to grow on a mental level as much as everything else. I, 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 don't know, I, I thought it was great. Well, I, don't you think that's what separates the elite of the elite? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, there are some uber talented people up there, but are they that much more talented than so many other professionals? Not really. It's they found a way to stay focused and stay in it longer than most people can. And I mean, like, like, all right, so Ethan, an amazing weekend, right? One of the great weekends of all time, if you really put it in perspective, how do we do next weekend? How do we, how do we keep progressing, you know, that kind of mental edge that you're talking about? Because I mean, that's what I'm curious to see now. You know, I want to see him like, oh yeah, this worked. Slow down. Think about it. Stay in, you know, stay in your, you know, stay, stay in your lane, if you will be, you know, be in the moment. Don't get too far ahead of yourself. I'd, I'd love to see where his game progresses. If he can continue that mindset. Yep. Consistency. Um, I just, I just had a talk with, with one of the coach, coaches for coastal Carolina. 
on one of the players um, this year, Jimmy Nichols, who's who's one of the kind of uh, you know, point forward type of, well, I shouldn't say point forward, but uh, anyway, he's forward for uh, Coastal Carolina. And, um, and that's what they wanted. They wanted consistency, showed flashes of greatness, showed flashes of, of, of mental strength, but can you do it consistently? So just, just like with what you're saying with Ethan, by can, the way, can you do it again. That name sounds like it's right out of Hoosiers, doesn't it? Jimmy, Jimmy Nichols. Nichols. Jimmy Nichols is coming back <laughs> yeah. to play. Yeah, he's, he's actually a great story. No one wants to hear about it, but a great story. Uh, two, two more shout-outs, and we'll move on. Uh, Caden Allen, uh, another rookie. And you and I talked about him a lot during the rookie combine. Dude mm-hmm. killed it. Uh, you had a chance to see him on your on your airmail um, station. Uh, yep. A drill station, yeah, whatever. I'm not sure how he did on that one. He must have done well because he crushed it in points. So Caden Allen uh, finished his second, so he continues to be to be strong. And Player. then... Um, and then Kaylee Hunter, Kaylee Hunter with with a huge weekend, um, finishes in the money. Did, did really well in singles. Finished in the money in doubles as well. So, you know, she's one of the players that we've mentioned. Um, you know, I've mentioned Miranda Coy's name several times. Just with just with her with her flamboyance and just with the way that she can play. She has a great bag. Her attitude. Mm-hmm. Her 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 her. You know wantingness and willingness i mean she she wants to win so badly and she has that fire you know we're we're still waiting for these superstars right to mm-hmm. come forward in our sport to to make it kind of cross over to to bring in other fans kaylee could be one of those one of those people oh, we all know it and yep. and if you want to say it has something to do with the way that she looks fine i'm not going to argue with that she's pretty sure. Right, but <laughs> yeah. but but if if she, I mean, she and she has a great bag. I mean, the way that she yeah. throws, we all know she has she has just a great bag. I just love that spin on her bag, man. If she can elevate her game and, and be consistent, she could be a superstar. She could be a superstar in this sport, yep. hands down. So yep. that was good. That was good to see. By the way, the pregnant ladies are still killing it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I love that. You know, it's, I mean, they're just done, killing right? it. It's just yeah. awesome. It's uh, it's so. I mean, I can't ima- I can't even fathom what that must be like, right? To get out there and play all day, and you're carrying it's around be a baby. So uncomfortable. <laughs> it does. So yeah. man, kudos, ladies. I know. Way to I, go. Don't, I don't. I don't know how they're doing it either. <laughs> right? I mean, like that's insane. Yeah. All right. Um. Totally forgot to ask you. Do you want to do power rankings, or do you want to go right into on off and in? We. I, I think we've got a lot to talk about on on off and in. I. I, I mean, the actually, rankings aren't changing much. I put Ethan Walker in my eight spot. You know, I have my 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 little fun eight okay, go spot. Ahead. If, if you didn't, go ahead and give yours. I'll well, I mean, not really. Let's change. see. Yeah, I, I put Ethan in as my number eight because, you know, for the fun. I yeah. had uh, – I put Jamie Graham down at 10. Okay. And uh, then I had Jeremiah Ellis. And then I had uh, Ethan for the great weekend. Then Devin, Caleb, Justin, Ryan Trader, Fisher, Tony, and Mark. So the, the rest of it did stay the same, but I just, you know, I, Ethan Walker was such a great weekend. I decided to put him in there in my eight slot, which is great. I think Jamie Graham, maybe it's the beginning of the season. You know, maybe he, you know, maybe he kind of, maybe he's like what we were talking about earlier, how North Carolina basketball usually is a lot better in March than they are in November and December. Yeah. Maybe he's that guy that's, you know, you don't want to play him in July and August. Right, but now is kind of the time to play him. So maybe that's what he's going through. But yeah, talent for talent, with new, firing with new bags too. I mean, that's gonna, know, that's going to be a storyline this year. Yeah, for, for talent for talent, he's still got to be in there. But uh, yeah, yep. I you know it's it's funny because I remember last year, uh, early in the season, 
yeah, same thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just going to throw Titan out there because it's just an example. You know, there were some people uh, like, like with Jordan Power, right? Had to make the switch to Titan bags. Well, he's pretty good at the end of the year. He and Jay right. Rubin throwing the Titan bags. It takes a while. I think it takes a while when you get used to certain bags. I think it takes mm-hmm. a while to make that adjustment, no matter what it is. And James yeah, more so psychologically than anything else. Yeah, right? James is going to make the same adjustment. So I know, yeah. I know he's practicing a ton. At least from what I've seen on social, he's practicing a ton. Okay, mine, mine, real quick. Uh, actually, mine didn't change at all. I got Jake Gore at number ten, Ryan Windsor at number nine, Devin Harbaugh at number eight, Kyle Malone at seven, uh, Gavin Kano at six. Then five through one is Jamie Fisher. Uh, Caleb Batson, Tony, and then Mark. I've got to um, but... start putting Gavin in my top 10. I don't know why I'm not putting Gavin in my top 10. And that's weird. Um, and then my honorable mention, Justin Mer Jr., Jeremiah Ellis. Yeah. Um, you know, Adam Hissner. I, I kind of threw him in as my honorable mention a couple weeks ago just because dude's playing well. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Trzinski is the guy. We talked about it after his win against Rhode Island. I still have him kind of in my others receiving votes and then Ryan Trader. Maybe maybe well. at the beginning of the year, we should do a second 10. We should do an honorable mention 10 and then our top 10. Because I feel like there's another 10 players that are playing yeah. at that same level. They just may not have the results yet. You know what I mean? Like, but there's still just. I'm totally cool with that. There's so like, much talent. In, in the top 25, others receiving votes, right? Yeah, yeah. Got the others I, receiving votes category. And like, because like, like you can kind of feel it from people when you go out, you know, at, the, at some events and you see people and you're like, oh, I didn't make your top 10, but it's like, dude, there's 30 people we could put in there nowadays, right? I mean, there's well, maybe 30 is a reach, but there's probably a legit 20 that we could fit in our top 10. <laughs> I, I agree. 30 is a reach. Yeah. But twenty is, I think that I think the top twenty for sure. Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, twenty might be stretching a little bit. I think there's twenty people that could win. I think you could take your top twenty, and those are people that could win nationals. I mean, those are. People I think that we could, could easily do. I think we could easily do power rankings top ten, and then do our next next five. Yeah, we'll have to last do that. Five, last five in. <laughs> yeah, it, right. Well, last five out. I should say last five out. But we'll do that after the new year <laughs> when we have our first thing in uh, in Myrtle. So yeah, I think that like might it. be a good time for that. Someone write that down, will you? Out there, staff, write it down. One of our staff yeah. members, staff, staff. Kathy. Somebody in the truck, write Kathy, that down. Write that down. <laughs> Jade, 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 write it down and email it. Just, just so we don't remember. Just so we yeah, don't forget. Shoot me a text. Um, <laughs> all right, on, off, oh. and in. It, it's seriously the most popular podcast segment mm-hmm. um, in in the sport of cornhole and and amongst my friends. Uh, are we ready? Yeah, and you're going to love my first one, by the way. You're going to love it. All right, after let's the do ar- it. I'm after, off you, you go first. After the argument we just had, on the board, committee made the right call. It's the four teams that should be I knew be you in. were just being an asshole. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you were just being an asshole. I'm like, he can't really be. Can't really uh, they be are. Asshole. I mean, it makes perfect sense why they're there. Can you? <laughs> does Florida State have every argument under the sun to be in? Absolutely. Absolutely, they do. They got hosed. But that's it's an imperfect world and an imperfect situation, and it's the perfect way to blow up the Final Four. You can only because take this, four. Yeah, because this year, the legitimately, there's probably seven, eight teams that could win it, legitimately, and only can take four. So that's uh, yep. that's my on the board. You want me to keep like going? It. Yeah, yeah, you want, yeah. You know what my off the board is? Committee didn't make the right call. Florida State has to be in there. They had to be. In there. <laughs> they, 
They had to be. You like that? You like me hedging my bets again? I, I, can, I, I, will... I, think I can like take you out of there. We go. So we'll just say goodbye to Bernie and I'll just do mine. <laughs> but my in the hole. I love you and now I hate you. Yeah. My in the hole is Nick Saban has to be the greatest coach of all time. Because if, if the stories that are true, because I was there, Georgia for the first seven minutes to the first quarter looked faster, bigger, stronger. They looked far superior. I mean, you know, I don't have a dog in the fight, so I'm not wrapped up emotionally. I'm watching what's happening on the field, and they just looked a lot better. And then uh, according to reports, Nick Saban got in contact with both coordinators, defensive and offensive, in the first quarter. Didn't wait to halftime because I think he knew if he waited till halftime, they'd be down 21 three 24 yeah. three, something like you know yeah, and so he possible. made an immediate change and i'm telling you starting at the end of the first quarter it was as if you were playing alabama's game in a phone booth and the game completely changed and so it was uh it was impressive because if that's all true then he really is the greatest coach of all time because he completely those decisions turned that game on its head it i unreal. would love to know that i would love to know that i mean you and i were talking off the air about this before we came on um I don't know if it's just because I'm older, but man, coaching matters. Coaching yeah. matters. I mean, I, I know the whole thing, you know, Jimmy's and Joe's, X's and O's. You yeah. got to have a good coach. And, <laughs> sure. and, like, and like like you're saying, if it, if that's true, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Well, they obviously made changes. You could see it. They changed up how they were playing the run. I mean, they they yep. made quick adjustments and it, it changed the game. It was it was amazing. Yep. And that's why I get so frustrated watching Iowa. Never <laughs> any changes. Always running up the middle. I, I feel. Always running. I feel and, and, then I turn, and then I turn on the TV on Sunday, and what do I see? A bunch of offensive linemen out of Iowa and tight ends out of Iowa. But yet, oh, for yeah. some reason, for some reason, we don't feel like we need to use the tight ends anymore. It's like what? Right. The heck? What the hell? That's so frustrating. God dang it! Ugh. All right, are you done? Cheers. Yeah, I'm done, man. Okay. Uh, my, my, mine's pretty quick. So, all right. My, my, and actually, you know what? My, I feel like I'm talking a lot of cornhole this week. Good. Um, yeah. Anthony Ione's going to listen to these and be like, dude, wow. <laughs> J Mac talking a lot of cornhole. Yeah. Um, uh, and the, these are just kind of, just kind of off the wall. I mean, just, just some thoughts I just had this morning before we uh, did the show, my, my on the board, um, I was looking at some stats. I can't wait to see if this bears out again this season. I don't know if, if any of you remember this, Bernie, you probably will. Um, but when I was talking about, we talked about DPR last week, so I'm going to kind of, kind of pivot off of that a little bit. Um, bags on percentage. I, I really feel like this is going to be a stat to watch, and I can't yep. wait. And, and I'm only saying that's why it's my on the board and not my in the hole because I'm not sure if I'm right yet or not. But I, mm -hmm. I feel like maybe there's something there. I think bags on percentage could be something to watch again this year because when you look at the elite level players, their bags off percentage pretty similar. I mean, it's it's just it's it's almost kind of a moot point. You know, it's just right, neutral. Right. Um, Bag, bags bags in the hole is good, but bags on percentage I thought was really interesting. The most elite, what was it, 16 of the top 25 yeah. players last year had the lowest bags on percentage. And you, you think that that sounds counter, counterintuitive. You would, you would think that a really great player has a high bags on, but they don't because they, they have very few that are off. They have very few that are on, which means the rest are in the hole, which means they're scoring points and, and winning at a very high rate. So... so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start taking a look at that once we start getting some real metrics from the season. But bags yep. on percentage could be I don't know it could be something to watch this year. I don't know. Interesting. I'm with you. 
I think you like that stat, didn't you? I know. I, I do. Anthony I do. actually, Anthony gave me a thumbs up on it. I, I like it. I like it a lot. I like. I like the whole thought process behind it too. Um. Uh. Sorry about about a minute left. My my off the board. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's me, but but it, but I'm gonna also blame the restructuring of the league. Uh. But but if we go with the, if we go with the structure moving forward, where we, where we have this you know this pro series, this you know this power eight, this elite eight, whatever we want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um. You know the opens. The opens are huge because now majority of the opens are going to be played leading into whatever we call this this pro series, right? Right. So so we got to start going. Like we got we got to start going to some of these opens. Um, yeah. I, I've only I've only been to opens when it's been a part of our other national events. Like like I'm off the board on that. I mean, if this is the way it's going to be moving forward, like I I want to get up to Virginia. I want to get to see, Rock Hill. I want to get and we, to and, we, and we, we get to you, see a lot more of the players. Yeah. yeah, we we yeah. see a lot more of the players that we just you know we we get so you know, so biased about the top level of the pro division because it's what we see at nationals. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, we need to go. We need to start going. Um, so off the board on that. And then, and then in the hole, uh, I'm going to repeat myself so we can, we can wrap up the show as a quick one. But uh, again, I've been saying it since 2008 that uh, we needed eight teams. And when it went to four, it just made me vomit. Four was not <laughs> enough. If you historically look back outside yeah. of the top eight, there are a couple outliers, but if you look over the last ten to fifteen years, from nine out, yeah, it doesn't matter, Bernie. I'm they never you. had a chance to win it anyway. Right. You know, you can throw a couple outliers in there, and yeah, maybe you get a Cinderella story. But like we talk about all the time, upsets in the early rounds are exciting, but you don't want to see it at the end. Yeah. And you and I talked about it earlier. TCU, you know, it was a great story. They won in the in the final four, but then they got their doors blown off in the final. And no yep. one watched it. Same thing with Cincinnati. It was cute that they let them in. It was a feel-good story, and then they get their asses handed to them. And no one wants to watch that. Yep. So and that you know, you know you're right. That's pro- that probably had eight, the most in- to play in that room. Yeah, eight eight is perfect. I think twelve. I'll take it, but four has got to go. I feel bad for Florida State. I, again, I agree with the committee. I think Florida State. I mean, if if someone had to be left out, especially with with Jordan Travis being out, um, you know, I, I get it. It has to be them. I hate it for him. But it's not them. It's it's the stupid four final four system. Terrible. And I'm yeah. so glad it's going away. So that's my that's my in the hole. Good one. I like it, man. That was fun. Yeah. That was it was fun being there too, just to see it all happen with Alabama. I'm Georgia. so happy was, you got to do that. It was, yeah. it was just listening to each other. Because we were in one of those I know I'm I'm over. All right. We'll we'll go. We'll talk about it some other time off off the air. All right, dude. Good to see you. Have a great week. You too, brother. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Bye.